Hello, and welcome to Property Legal 101, a weekly podcast where I will discuss, simplify and explain different legal topics in relation to property transactions in England and Wales, so that you can approach your own property projects with more confidence and communicate more effectively with your solicitor. My name is Josh Yam, Associate Partner at Spencer West LLP. Following on from last week's episode, when I explained the process of a second-hand property sale, I want to have a look this week at some of the typical disbursements which you would expect your solicitor to deduct from the sale proceeds on completion before the net amount is returned to you. I will be covering the typical items which I would normally expect, but needless to say, every property is different, so there may be other items specific to your particular transaction which I will not cover here. As such, the golden rule from me is always to speak to your solicitor if there are any items on their financial statement which you do not understand. Number 1. Land Registry Document Fee Your solicitor will need to obtain updated property title documents from HM Land Registry as part of the legal pack they provide to the buyer solicitor. The number of documents which your solicitor will need to obtain from Land Registry will vary depending on the type of property you are selling and also what kind of entries are noted on your title. Land Registry currently charges a fee of £3 per document requested. Number 2. Legal fee The legal fee you have agreed with your solicitor to act in your sale will normally be deducted from the sale proceeds. This should normally be very straightforward and in accordance with your signed engagement letter with your solicitor. Number 3. Agent fee If you arranged your sale via property agent, the property agent's commission invoice will be payable on completion. Normally, your solicitor will have obtained the agent's invoice prior to completion, and also your authority to settle this on your behalf from the sale proceeds on completion. Number 4. Mortgage redemption figure If you have a mortgage over the property, the full redemption of your mortgage will form part of your solicitor's task during the sale. Once completion funds have been received from the buyer solicitor on the date of completion, your solicitor will in turn transfer the required amount to the lender. What is important to note is that once a lender has been notified of a sale and redemption, they will normally calculate the final redemption figure exactly for the date of completion. So it is very important that the funds are transferred to and reach the lender on the date of agreed completion. If not, then there may be issues with the redemption and the calculation will need to be redone. Number 5. Bank transfer fee If there is a need for your solicitor to make same-day payments during the course of your sale, for example when redeeming your mortgage on completion, they may include a bank transfer fee in their financial statement. This fee is the bank's handling charge for arranging same-day payments and vary depending on the bank used by your solicitor. Number 6. Leasehold Management Information Pack For leasehold properties, the buyer solicitor will need information relating to the general maintenance for the building and wider estate if the property is part of a big development, and this will form part of the due diligence process. This information will normally be produced by the landlord or the appointed managing agent and will confirm items such as the latest service charge statements for the property, the latest building insurance documents, 
historical service charge information, and information on any other requirements from the landlord in relation to a sale of the property. A fee will be charged, and the costs can vary as there are no set rules, and the management company is free to decide what fee they will charge for providing this pack. Number seven, ground rent information pack. A lot of the times, ground rent and service charge would be collected and dealt with by the same management company on behalf of the landlord. However, there may be occasions where the ground rent is dealt with by a separate entity. If this is the case, then your solicitor will also need to obtain the latest ground rent information on your property from the relevant party. Again, depending on the company dealing with the ground rent, they may or may not charge a fee for producing this information pack. Number eight, retention. On a leasehold property, depending on the past service charge records for your property and also the expected future figures, the buyer solicitor may request for a certain amount of the sale proceeds to be held after completion for the purpose of settling any service charge arrears at the end of the financial year. To recap, on leasehold properties, service charge is normally paid in advance at the start of the year based on an estimated figure produced by the landlord. During the course of the year, the landlord will keep an account of all the actual expenditures they incur for the maintenance of the building and the wider estate. And at the end of the year, the landlord will produce a final service charge statement to show each apartment owner the actual service charge figures for the year. At that point, if the actual service charge is less than the estimated figure collected at the start of the year, then the surplus will be carried over and credited towards the next year's service charge payment. However, the retention will come into play if the estimated figure at the start of the year is not enough to cover the actual expenditure. In this case, apartment owners will be required to settle the shortfall on demand, so the buyer will have to first pay the shortfall to the landlord to avoid a breach of the terms of the apartment lease even though the shortfall relates to your period of ownership the year before. Once the buyer has paid the shortfall, they can then approach your solicitor with the evidence of payment, and they will then be reimbursed from the retention held. If after the final accounts are issued, there is no shortfall, then the full retention kept on completion will be released to you. Number 9. Money on account Depending on the firm, your solicitor may or may not have collected money on account from you at the start of the transaction. Any money on account provided at the start of the transaction and not used during the course of the sale will normally be accounted for and returned to you with the net sale proceeds. This brings to a close our final episode for this season. If you have listened from the very first episode, hopefully you will now have a useful understanding of the basics of conveyancing in England and Wales. In the next season of Property Legal 101, I will be looking at topics in relation to transactions involving new build properties, sometimes referred to as off-plan properties. Whilst the basic structure follows that of a second-hand property, there are enough differences between the two to warrant a look specifically at these type of transactions. I will be sure to keep you updated once the new season is ready to launch, so do keep a lookout for this. As always, 
If you have any questions on this week's episode, or topics that you would like me to cover in a future episode, please do email me at propertylegal101 at gmail.com. Property Legal 101 also has a Facebook and Instagram page, which you can follow for updates. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you soon in next season.